0: In the name of God Almighty, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Now, today's gospel presents us with the story of Jesus' visit to his disciples after his resurrection. And there's a tendency to villainize Thomas for his unbelief and his demand for proof that Jesus is indeed alive, But if we look closely at the story, we see that that really is not the point of the story. Now, Mary Magdalene had told the disciples that she had seen and spoken with Jesus, that Jesus had risen from the dead just as he had told them he would. But apparently, the disciples did not seem to believe what Mary had told them. We find the disciples that very evening Huddled behind locked doors, afraid of what might happen to them "'if they were discovered by those who had called for Jesus' death. "'When Jesus appears to them and says, "'Peace be with you,' in other words, do not be afraid, "'and after Jesus shows them his hands and his side, "'then the disciples rejoice. "'They had received their proof that Jesus was alive.'" So when Thomas does not accept the disciples' word of Jesus' resurrection, Thomas is acting no differently from the other disciples who rejected Mary's account of Jesus' resurrection. Thomas' demand for concrete evidence is emphasized by his insistence on touching Jesus' hands and his side, but in essence what he demands is tangible proof of the resurrection is what Jesus had already given the other disciples. Jesus had already showed them his hands and his side. The story that's become known as doubting Thomas inaccurately isolates Thomas from the rest of the disciples. To focus on Thomas's doubt misses the point of the story completely. The center of the story is Jesus not Thomas. The story is about Jesus' generous offer of himself to Thomas. Thomas had simply made clear his requirement to touch Jesus' wounds, to accept that Jesus was indeed alive. Jesus was not angry or disappointed with Thomas for his need for proof. Instead, Jesus presents Thomas with exactly what he needs in order to believe Jesus presents his post-resurrection body to Thomas and says to him, do not doubt, but believe. He gives Thomas a sign and asks him to see and to believe. So this story is not about judgment or reprimand. It's a story of hope, of hope and the promise to future generations that they will receive the grace that God offers through Jesus. Our generation and all generations of Christians that have lived after the time of Jesus' earthly life are made up of those who have not seen Jesus yet believe. <clears throat> Mary Magdalene and Jesus' disciples all received evidence of Jesus' resurrection. They have seen, and of course, they believe. So I wonder how it is that we're able to believe in the absence of actually seeing Jesus. And you see, that's the point of the story. The story makes it possible for those who live after that first generation of disciples to have faith. With Jesus' words, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe, this story tells us that we are clearly at no disadvantage to Jesus's first disciples. Now in just a few minutes, we'll baptize little Benjamin Teague here, and he'll join in that same covenant that we share with God, pledging that he too believes in Jesus, and in the forgiveness of sins, and in the resurrection of the dead. Benjamin will join in the faith of all those Jesus has called blessed, because they have not seen and yet have come to believe. Even though we do not see the person of Jesus with our eyes, and even though we do not hear Jesus' voice with our ears, our faith is strengthened as we see all of the things around us that Jesus does. We see Jesus working among us, and smiling people, and flowers, and blue skies, and sunshine, and rain, in our friends, and our family, we can feel Jesus with us in our laughing, in our learning, and in our loving of other people and in the knowledge that other people love us too. We don't need to see Jesus because we live in the same world that God has created and sent Jesus to save. We see Jesus' love, don't we? We see Jesus by seeing what his love can do and is doing we see proof of that love right here right in front of us not unlike he did with thomas jesus simply reaches out to us through all of the things around us and calls us to believe blessed are we jesus tells us for we have not seen yet we have come to believe